this episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Discover all of our shows at slashandcast.network. Do you guys remember? Oh, this is going to sound really dumb, but and my mom listens. Okay. Do you guys remember back in the day when you guys used to like hump with your clothes on? Do you guys remember that? <laughs> Welcome to the Conjecture and Horrors podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Yo, what's up, guys? And, and I'm your host, Rob. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I guess that fits for this movie. We don't know if it's in the 80s or 90s or what's going on in this movie a bit. You know, we'll have yeah. to talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, how you guys doing tonight? How's the, how's the gold room treating us? Comfy. Fancy. Comfy. Oh. I love it. <laughs> It's comfy tonight. Yeah, can't you see I'm like between these two chairs here? Oh. I'm blockaded on both mm-hmm. sides. Nothing's gonna get to me today. Yeah, it's nice, very nice. Oh, you're gonna go lay down in one later and get a little frisky with somebody? <laughs> uh, probably, <laughs> probably. It's Lloyd. It's Lloyd. It's like Lloyd. What are you doing? <laughs> How you doing, Laura? How's how's it going? You doing okay? I'm doing great. Doing I'm right? really doing good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, yeah, this week we're doing 2014's It Follows, speaking of uh, sex. And so <laughs> let's see. <laughs> so let's see what we're wearing or not wearing uh, tonight. Uh, let's see. Uh, Greg, let's go first. Greg, what do, you, what do you got going on tonight? I noticed that all of the monsters in this movie are in their jammies. They're in their undies or maybe... They've got nothing on, but mm. whatever your your choice of attire is to bed, that's pretty much what they're wearing. So um, I'm doing the same. I've just got like a plain white t-shirt. Actually, it's not perfectly plain. It's our um, our uh, in- oh, innkeepers in- in- shirt. shirt. Yeah, go. very comfy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you bottomless? Yep. Oh, nice. There you go. All right. Yeah. Straight straight to the point. I like it. All right. Go that's lay down. gonna make go a. Straight to the- <laughs> That's going to make a great photo. Thanks. Go, 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 lay, go lay down on the couch. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Laura, you see behind what, me, I've got these two. Ca- I'm just going to go like mm-hmm. spread across these two couches. Oh, like do like, yeah. a, like a Van Damme split like that? Yeah, like a centerfold. It's going to be oh, really nice. Wow. You guys can't post it. Me bottomless? Right now. Bottomless? You're doing good. that? Wow. Okay. All right. you're, a, you're a very confident man. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to paint it like Leo. <laughs> oh wow okay I, I, i'm bowing out i'm bowing out i'm not gonna do that uh <laughs> all right i'll go next because laura can't speak right now uh for <laughs> me I, I have i'm fully clothed i have all my clothes on uh but i just have a little prop tonight i have my my son's little uh starfish uh there was a shell in this movie that this lady was a uh, girl was reading a, a book from um i couldn't find the shell so i'm using a little starfish to read from i'm reading a book about i don't know greg being nude on a couch <laughs> it's all pictures um so that's all i have tonight uh laura what do you what do you got going on tonight laura besides tears streaming down my face look at the, my makeup oh my Hearing, goodness oh my god that's funny uh. Well, I am the epitome of sex right now because I am dressed as the <laughs> as the uh, horrifying old lady 
the very first, or actually, I guess technically second, second uh, I think it apparition mm-hmm. that follows our main character is this old woman in this white, <laughs> this white nightgown. And I've got on this white wig and white nightgown. And I, wow. you know, I just, I know I, you guys, I know, I know I look really good tonight. You're just going to have to, I know. you know, I'm, I'm married. Gonna... You're married. Okay. You right, to keep your true. hands to yourself. Yeah, I can. It looks like you, you pulled the drapes off the windows and, and just threw it around yourself. Like the way that it's bunched up around your shoulders. It, I mean, it looks so good, like the lady in this movie, but mm-hmm. it's like, makes you wonder, when did they ever make pajamas like this? <laughs> Do they still? I'm, no offense to anyone out there who has it like that, this look, but, uh, it's, it's quite unique. Yeah. That's true. I know. I, I, I know I look good. You said mm-hmm. it. I just, I have to ask Laura one question. Does the carpet match drapes? Absolutely. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Going silver strong. I like it. Nice. Uh, <laughs> So if anybody wants to see these or not see them, uh, you could check out these pictures, Twitter and Instagram at Conjecturing Pod. And also for Greg's merch, check out our merch store, tpublic.com slash user slash Conjecturing Pod. So let's see what we're drinking tonight. What's in the cups? All right. What are we uh, what are we drinking tonight there, old woman? <laughs> you know, this is kind of a stretch. It's it's, it's different, but we are drinking <laughs> a like version Greg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a it's stretching spread eagle. Oh, there we, you go. Like we a are drinking. Yeah. Oh shit. Wow, we are connecting spread. all the dots, nice guys. <laughs> spread starfish needs to be a new all like the, sexual term. All, all the disgusting dots we are connecting. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. The drink, the drink is not even disgusting. Okay, we are drinking a version of a Spanish gin and tonic called an Empress gin and tonic. And mm. I'm going to tell you why I picked this very beautiful purple drink, which is kind of mm. weird because purple is probably the only color not shown in this movie at all. I'm mm. always like looking at colors in movies and yeah. there mm. is no purple. But yeah, okay. we're drinking a bright purple drink. But this is why. Spanish gin and tonics, first of all, gin is very botanical. It's made with things like juniper and rosebuds. And this particular Empress gin is made with butterfly pea flower. I don't know if you guys noticed, but in this movie, she is like always always has her hands in grass and she's touching flowers. So that's why I wanted to have a very botanical Hmm. drink. And we know that gin is botanical in nature. But this drink also Ooh. is paired with the elderflower tonic. Um, and I've even added a little sprig of rosemary into this drink. So, yeah, it's just very floral. It's very pretty and just wow. kind of reminds me of being outside with my hands in the grass before I'm, you know, drugged and <laughs> and uh, <laughs> handcuffed and tied to a wheelchair. Oh, geez. There you go. Wow. That happened wow. Much? This does taste really good. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to shoot the whole thing, guys. I'm going to do a big shot. I'm going to shoot it. Get all the grass in my mouth. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Okay. All right, guys. <laughs> all right. My, my pants are coming off. <laughs> Me and Craig are, we're simpatico now. <laughs> now we're at both pantsless. We're both pantsless now. Erotico. We're ready. Okay. And we're going to paint each other's portraits like simultaneously. Oh. oh, there we go. I like that. Greg, I like okay, that. Come yeah. on. Okay. Come right, 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 on. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Anybody wants to picture us nude, Greg? We know that. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Uh, what do we got now? We got show news. Show news real fast. We just remind everybody listening. Uh, please rate our podcast <laughs> from from this, what you've heard so far. Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, please rate it. Uh, hopefully five stars, uh, whatever you're listening to it on. Uh, quick ad read real fast. This episode is sponsored by Amazon Music Unlimited. With Amazon Music Unlimited, listeners get unlimited access to 70 million songs on demand music, which is always ad free. And you're able to listen offline with unlimited skips by signing up with our promo link. You can get Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days and cancel at any time. So go to get Amazon slash conjecturing pod to get started. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? All right. Uh, put my shorts back on. All right. OK. Shorts are back on. All right. Uh, listener comments, questions now. Uh, I don't think we got anything there. Do we have any follow up from previous show? Last week, we did our interview with Steve Urena, Zombie Date Nights. You guys got anything from that episode last week? Laura, did you read any comics? I have not. That's no. still the only one I've read in quite some time. <laughs> That's it. That's a new bar for you. It's a new bar. Slow pokes. Yeah, I just just follow up. I'm super pumped. Um, we don't have zombie date night yet, but yeah. uh, super excited to for that to come out and to read it and just hope some of our listeners, you know, jump on that and get on it. Why Why does everything I say now sound sexual? You guys <laughs> know, have ruined happening? me. You've ruined me. <laughs> well, there you go. There you Sorry, go. Steve. Go. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. It's messed up. I know. I can't believe Lori went that. She went there. I can't believe it. Uh, what about you, Greg? Do you got anything from last week's episode, Zombie Date Night? Yeah, I just want to say thank you to Steve. I think I, he yeah. was such a fantastic guest for us. Not only did he explain and, and go into uh, great detail about his work and his product and his background and what he's doing, which we were so fascinated by, but I feel like he's the type of guy that can inspire you. And I, I, I really mm -hmm. like that. And you could probably speak to that, Rob. I mean, um, you know, he's, he was very positive about what he's doing and also very humble, um, and just kind of, you know, going after it. So, uh, I was really excited about that episode. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree. I mean, we are, we are starting super late tonight, everybody. It's like 11 o'clock right now. We were supposed to start at like 930, but like, like Greg said, Steve inspired me to go back and start writing more comics again. I had a super crazy cool idea. So I was running it by these guys for like over an hour and, just laughing and shooting the shit about it. Uh, so, yeah, get excited, everybody. Down down the road a bit, uh, you might be experiencing some of this uh, crazy, spooky shit I'm thinking about. Um, but, yeah, same thing. Thank you, Steve. You know, he definitely inspired me and I hope he's inspiring a lot of people. And check out Zombie Date Night on Twitter. You have his links on Twitter uh, where you can support the comic on Kickstarter. Uh, just back it. Back it because I think it's going to be a really fun comic. Man, what a compliment. I mean, I just think that is so amazing that Steve is inspiring so many people and inspired you and we get to enjoy the benefits of that. So, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. yeah, this is great. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about this movie. It follows. I don't know if it inspired anybody. Maybe somebody's walking around <laughs> in a tank top. I don't know what's happening. Uh, Laura, this was your pick. Why did you choose this movie, Laura? I mostly just really wanted to hear your reaction <laughs> as someone who has never seen this movie and, you know, your initial comments, like once you understand the premise. But no, I actually I, I think this movie's great. I'd seen it twice before. And it's just, um, you know, I say this a lot. It's very different. It's unlike any other horror movie I've ever seen before. I think it's pretty unique. So I wanted to throw it in there. Nice, nice. I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll get into the review, uh, see what I thought of it. I mean, I definitely have a lot to say, a lot of fucking jokes to make. So uh, let's get going here a bit. Uh, actually, before we get going, before we go farther, let's do our horror segment of the week. Any questions? 
I got a question for you guys this week. Got a question for you guys this week. Uh, so I thought the whole thing with it follows is like somebody's following you more or less. So I thought it like it'd be a funny question to ask you. Uh, what would be the worst non-horror, non-horror related character to be followed by? So what what type of character? It could be anything. It could be a comic. could be a cartoon. To be could followed be, by? Yeah. Like this movie. <laughs> oh like like something's following you. Like fucking, I don't know, Yosemite Sam or fucking Kool-Aid Is Man. Is it just or, like, are they, are they following you just casually or they no, have this it's, it's deathly purpose in mind? This movie. This movie. But Shit. what's following you is some non, what would be the worst like non-horror character? You know, is it a Mr. Darcy or something like that trying to, you know, chase you and kiss you or something? I don't know. Um, what do you what do you think there? What do you think, Laura? You started laughing right away. Do you have a picture in your head? Because, you know, the problem with these questions sometimes is that you think about the last thing that you watched or mm. you were exposed to. It's top of mind. Mm. And I just watched the Dennis the Menace movie with my daughter. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like the original one? The one with Walter, was it Walter Matthau? Walter Matthau, oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. No, but that's not who, I, maybe this answer doesn't count because he is, this is a PG movie. It's for kids. It's Dennis the Menace. But still, mm-hmm. there, Christopher Lloyd is in it and he plays um, oh, that, that, uh, Switchblade like, yeah. Sam. Like a, not a hobo, but uh, he's like a, a robber he, or a thief. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's dude, fucked up in that movie. He's so I, fucked yeah. up. And at one point, he like has a knife and this little tiny, yeah. oh, you know, wow. cross-eyed boy, <laughs> he comes up to him. The little boy's trying to enjoy an apple <laughs> and he God. like takes the knife, shoves it in the apple and then takes a oh. bite out of it. Oh, my it's goodness. Like, yeah. My daughter is five mm. and she was like, please turn wow. this off. She was horrified. <laughs> and so now I'm like, oh my God, switch Christopher Lloyd, Switchblade Sam. Oh my He's going to come after me. I completely forgot about that movie. Uh, yes, but also that scene in particular. And now you're saying it and like, I can picture it. The little kid is like, you want an apple? And he's like, yeah, he like starts like skinning the apple with his knife and his teeth are all like dark brown. Oh my God. That, oh wow. That's, man, I don't know if we can have a better answer than that. That's super fucked up to be followed by. Oh my goodness. But wow. it's like Dennis the Menace movie, you know? Yeah, but <laughs> that's a fucked horror. up character. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's a great answer, Laura. That's a great answer. Uh, what about you, Greg? What do you think? You know, I actually I had a good horrorish answer. I'm just going to put mm. it out there just because yeah. it's against the rules. But yeah. uh, one of the wheelers from Return to Oz. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh. That's the most I horrifying answer. That is yeah. the most nightmarish thing I, I could think of. But non-horror. Wow. You know, uh, so when we were watching this movie, Rob was throwing in his comments into the Discord. You did say something that I thought was really funny. When the tall dude came into the room, <laughs> you said, like, what in the George Mirasan or who let yes. this, who let George him in? Mirasan, yeah. And I think he is the guy. He is the guy that I would choose for this. So George Mirasan is like a seven, <laughs> seven, seven, eight, the tallest basketball player that ever played the game of, pretty, of, pretty of you know, the NBA. And, um, there's just something very striking about his, his features and, yeah. uh, his, you know, the way he looks, his lankiness and his proportions that, man, if I saw him coming at me down the street, I would be, I would be absolutely terrified. Like I've been, I feel privileged to have seen like live basketball players and, you know, watching Shaq go up against Yao Ming and like the early 2000s, you know, not more than 25 feet from me. And they look like <laughs> beings from a different planet. They look so like they're not human, you yeah. know? Um, so I'm imagining like a character that big or actually taller maybe 
just lanking around chasing after me. I'm going to go with George Mirasan. Wow. That, that, that's <laughs> super creepy. Yeah. It is. It's really scary. My, mine is like, I, I know it was supposed to be like, what's the worst non-horror related character? But like, I'm like similar to you, Laura. Like I... Uh, like the only thing that kept popping in my mind is Dwight from The Office. Like I, oh like, yeah, like, like Dwight is just the one following me from The Office. He's like holding a beat, you know. He's like just trying to follow me. He's doing some shit. I, I thought it would just be funny, yes, but it'd still be kind of creepy because he's kind of a weird guy in general. Maybe it's the big pumpkin yeah. on his head. His big pumpkin <laughs> on his head that'd be kind of funky, you know. So <laughs> no, he needs to be dressed as his character when he does the recyclops when he does the recycle episode. <laughs> That's true. It could be that guy. He could be that guy. That's true. That's true. Oh, man. Yeah. Good answers, you guys. Good answers. That was uh, yeah, good. Yeah. Good. If anybody wants to email us in their answers for like, you know, worst non-horror related character, horrorish character you, you would least like to be followed by, uh, you can email us conjecturingpod at Gmail or Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod or leave us a voicemail, podpage.com slash conjecturingpod. Uh, so let's uh, let's get to the movie now. Let's get to the movie. Uh, it's time to go for a drive. Let's go for a drive right now in our cars. Uh, are we humping in the back? I don't know. We'll see. Um, no. So, no, we're not. Okay. No. <laughs> Greg's already bottomless, so he's waiting. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What did you say, Greg? <laughs> oh, it must have been good because he stopped himself. He stopped himself. I, <laughs> I know. Oh, Greg dang. never does that. This is, a, yeah. this, is, this is a PG show? Oh, no. 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 We're, never. We're borderline like X-rated. We're like worse. <laughs> NC-17, probably, I guess. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, movie title. We're doing It Follows. 2014 film. I was surprised this movie was, like, older than I thought. I thought this was within the last couple of years. That's, like, pretty decently far ago. Um, David Robert Mitchell. I-, I don't know him from anything else, Laura. Do you know him from something else? I know him from nothing. Nothing else? <laughs> mean i'm sorry yeah. i did not mean it like that i, I know him from this laura's channeling the old old woman she's not playing around right now um yeah it's this is crazy too because it's like it's been i mean how long we're going on what has it been seven years something like that mm-hmm. and i mean i i you know what i mean i don't know what his follow-up was but you know it's not something i feel like i've known yeah. um so it's interesting uh, budget of this movie, $1.3 million. Pretty yeah. standard, I think, modern, you know, horror movie budget, I think. Uh, box office, 23.3. So it made, made a decent amount of money in the box office, I think, for not having any stars in it or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like this movie's definitely got way more money probably on VOD these past years, uh, oh, and absolutely. everything like that than that. Uh, you want to do interesting facts, Laura? Yeah. So I know we like to hear, you know, from interviews that we read kind of where directors, writers get their ideas. And uh, David Robert Mitchell, the director, he said that the concept does derive from a recurring nightmare that he used to have where he would be stalked by a predator that just continually walked slowly towards him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is a very horrifying concept for yeah. sure. Is it? Like, is those it cr- are, is it creepier than like somebody chasing you? I feel like Laura, your your dreams are very chasing, right? No, even in my mm. nightmares, it was um, I wasn't running, or I, I might be running, but no, yeah, it was it was like a Michael Myers type okay. character. So, so very it, similar. It, wow. Yeah, it's. Mm. I, I feel like it's some kind of primal fear we all have. Mm. Mm-hmm. Truly. Uh, okay, so talking about time, the time frame of the movie is intentionally kept ambiguous so that it resembles a dream. And also, I've read a bunch of interviews that he did not want you to know when this was made. 
that was one of my biggest things on Discord when I'm watching. I'm like, guys, what is yep. this? Is this 80s? Is it 90s? Like, yep. when is this? You oh, know? I see. Okay. I didn't even exactly. put together. Oh. I didn't even put together the thing with like the the shell thing, the shell phone, or she's reading that thing. I didn't even think like, oh, that actually wouldn't even fit in the time frame. But well, what's the right. so? This is something that when when my wife and I saw this for the first time, we talked nonstop about only this aspect of the movie. Really? Yep. Hmm. Uh, and I don't know. And I for the first time now. I'm hearing why. I guess it makes mm. sense, right? Um, to give it like that dreamy aspect, which really makes yeah a lot of sense. And also, it makes it a timeless movie to watch because mm. if you don't know when it was, you know, so like it lists, it has some examples here. The TVs are all very old, and they're only playing like black and white movies. Uh, some of the cars are old, but then the girl in the very beginning, she popped out of a 2012 like Nissan. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no one has a cell phone, but like one character did. Uh, but then all of a sudden Yara has some like e-reader, some shell, weird shell e-reader. Um, wow. and then the, the wardrobe is, I mean, she was wearing puka shells, which really stood out to me. That's like <laughs> early 2000s, but right. it, it can go either way. Yeah. And then you had that organ player at the theater. What was up with that? That's, we haven't done that for like 80 years. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's just crazy because like I didn't pick up on any of this stuff. I literally was just like, oh, I think this is either 80s or 90s. I didn't pick up on any of the older stuff or the super newer stuff. None, none of that caught my eye. I mean, there, there's a lot of shit going on in this movie. And and like that was the least of my my thought process was like, mm-hmm. when is this really? It was more like, why is he fucking her? And what's happening there? And what's George Marison doing? Right. Here? And, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> need to watch this a few times. And to go even yeah. deeper on this fact, apparently... Huh? The director all, hey, don't do that. (laughs) Apparently, the director also didn't even want you to know what time of year it was. And that's why you have Hmm. scenes where she's swimming in her pool. And then there's scenes where she's wearing uh, like a fur coat or like a a heavy jacket. And then you have scenes where it looks like summer and then scenes where it looks like fall, like the leaves are falling. And it was raining at the end of the at the end of the movie. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like you don't know when you are. You don't know where you are. Don't know what you are. Yeah. Don't know what you are, what it is. Don't know anything. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) All I know is keep my dick in my pants. That's all I know. There you go. Good. (laughs) Good. There you go. Okay. All right. Glad you know to do that. I I passed. I passed the test. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think we talked about this. You guys picked up on this, but the director has cited that um, works of both George A. Romero, he's the director of Night of the Living Dead, and John Carpenter, director of Halloween, major influences on his style of filming and creative decisions on the film. Yeah. I Halloween. I was spotting out Halloween Halloween once left and right in this movie. You know, there's so much to Halloween. Yeah. The Romero one. I I don't know if I, I don't know if I uh, know that movie like as well to be able to spot those, but Oh my God, Halloween definitely right there. Yeah. Right. Uh, Do you want to do Castlor? So we have Micah Monroe as Jamie or Jay. Uh, Keir Gilchrist as Paul, Daniel Zavato as Greg, Jake Weary as Hugh slash Jeff. <laughs> we have Olivia Lucardi as Yara and Lily Seppe as Kelly. Uh, pretty much a list of not well-known actors and actresses, which I think, you know, it works. It yeah. works in a movie like this. It mm-hmm. makes it so you're not really paying attention to like these A-listers. But man, could they have picked a harder list of names to read? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Wasn't that the Greg guy in Don't Breathe? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Was he? Wasn't he the the main guy? 
Oh, I no. So. Oh, shit. No. Well, the I main don't guy, think so. The main guy in Don't Breathe is uh is one of Laura's loves, isn't it? Dylan Manette or no, whatever his name is. No, the other guy. The other guy. Anyway. Or like the, the really the, bad one. The bad guy, the bad kid that was pissing everywhere in yeah, Don't Breathe? Yeah, the big ale. Yeah. I don't oh, know. I don't. Shit, was it? I don't it? know. I don't know. Oh, my God. You're fucking right, Greg. Whoa. Right? Dang, Greg. Yeah, money. You know you're bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's that's so crazy because i mean later on we'll talk about this like the house they visit i swear it's a don't breathe house i swear to god yeah, it is <laughs> it looks just like it but we'll yeah. get into that a little bit but good call out greg good call out yeah that's great yeah uh you want to do synopsis laura let's fucking get it in all right so <laughs> <laughs> laura's fully come on board the train with us <laughs> i know i'm i'm sorry to yeah. our female listeners i feel like i've lost you guys the last 10 episodes it's just oh, you have to understand on. i've been hanging out with these guys too much <laughs> i feel like we'll just we're just bringing out the inner you actually like this is no, actually like, who you are it's hanging out with you guys too much plus the pandemic has made me so oh. awkward and my first thought is just to go super dirty now and <laughs> i i never did that before so anyway All right, well i love this it this movie okay. was perfect Okay, this movie is about uh, Jay. She's our main character and she lives in your average town. She has your average life. She's like a freshman in college, lives at home with her mom and her sister. And she's dating a guy and she's super excited to be dating this new guy. And uh, on one of their dates, they uh, willingly have intercourse with each other. Are you being very PC right now after just like making like dick jokes? (laughs) I don't know. I'm doing my best. You have to get at least one of the book out of you tonight, Laura. At least, <laughs> at least one. Come on. Might as well kick it off early. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is so full circle. <laughs> Holy shit. We just end our conjecturing pod career right here on this episode. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. So Jay and Hugh, her boyfriend, have sex. And immediately afterwards, uh, you know... <laughs> all right listen he passes a horrible curse to her now that he has inseminated her uh and (laughs) the curse is is that she's always going to be followed by this entity of some sort and it could look like someone she knows someone she doesn't know but it is just going to continuously walk towards her forever and if it gets to her it'll kill her and the only way to there's no way to stop it you're doomed Mm-hmm. But what you can do is you can sleep with other people, pass the curse on to them, and that slows it down because then they become the first one on the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the premise. It's really it. fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Um, yeah, let's just start. We normally start. Let's, let's talk about like the opening setup vibe of this movie a bit. Uh, I mean, we could even go quickly through just the opening scene of this movie. Uh, Greg, do you want to kick us off here? Yeah, you start off, you're in the middle of the street and there's this random girl. She's basically in her undies and <laughs> <laughs> she's got heels on. She's just, you know, running around, the, you know, from one curb to the other. Infuriating. Looking, in, yeah. By the way, Rob, you had commented in our Discord, and I was so with you. She was a very efficient runner in heels. Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. how. Can girls normally do that? No. No. That was insane. I can't even walk she was in an heels. I mean, in those heels. <laughs> I guess if you're, if you're being chased by, you know, a monster, I guess you could probably figure it out. No, you take off your heels. Who cares if you step on glass? Who fucking cares? Just take the heels Ooh. off, for crying out loud. All right. Well, <laughs> it's, uh, it's up in the air, but uh, yeah. I, I think 
So this opening scene, basically, then she drives, she drives off. Her, her parents don't know where she's going. She's scared. She's in a panic. Then she, you know, she winds up at a beach. She's got her head, you know, it's at nighttime. The headlights of her car are pointed at her. She calls her parents, says basically goodbye. You know, I love you. I'm sorry for being such a bad daughter or, you know, what have you. And then, you know, you suppose that she falls asleep on the beach and then it snaps to the next morning and she is just all kinds of fucked up on the beach. Her legs broken in half. You know, she's like beaten. It, it almost looks like, a, you know, like a shark got to her or something. You know, you can't. <laughs> she's really unrecognizable. Um and I thought it was good. Like, I, it's, they're so efficient with the opening of this movie. Um, they set up the mystery very well. What on earth was she looking at in the street? Because the, the camera pans around and there's literally nothing, but she's looking at it with this dire panic. Yeah. Why couldn't she ask anyone for help? Who mangled her up like that? It, it, it just, it's really good and it sets up a mystery. Um, and they do it in very quick time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a super cool. What do you want to call it? A cold open or whatever, kind of just showing you an opening kill to get you intrigued. But it's done really well. The directing, the cinematography is really well. The acting of the girl, minus the hill running, is crazy. Uh, but even like, yeah, like the music. It's when you're starting oh, to get so some of the. I mean, we're gonna talk about music, I think, through this whole freaking review. But you're starting to get it there. It's very synthy, and even like the sound yeah. design, the sound design of like some of the the tones they're using in the opening. Oh, my God. I, I loved the opening of this movie. Uh, what about you, Laura? I loved it as well. Yeah. I mean, the, the music, like you said, it's very synthy, but the sounds then can just be very like jarring or like yeah. chaotic, you know, which really adds to it. it. It's a really like beautiful soundtrack, honestly. Like I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to purchase it for sure. Yeah. But mm -hmm. yeah, the opening thing, I, I agree. It's It's scary. You don't know what's going on, but it's a good not know. Because it's the beginning of the movie and you just know whatever's happening is not good. Um, it's very quick. It's very scary. I just had a crazy thought, though. I might have to look this up later. But you know what? The This is the only character we see with a cell phone when she calls her dad. No other mm -hmm. characters have a cell phone. She's also the one that pulls up to her home in the 2012 Nissan, whereas everyone else is driving the older cars. Mm -hmm. Do we maybe think that this first 10 minutes or five minutes is actually in the future, which could show Ooh. that we're way past our main characters and this is just like still happening? And could be. It could. It I could hadn't be. thought of that. I, mean, I like just thought of it right now. Yeah. I mean, definitely watching it. I always, I, I always took it as like, you know, she was, you know, this is like not the past, but this is, this is whoever fucking Rob Thomas hooked up with, you know, and then once it kills her, <laughs> then it's coming for him, you know. <laughs> you don't like me calling him Rob Thomas? He looks like Rob no. Thomas. Hugh Jeff, whatever his fucking name is, looks like Matchbox Twenty. Come on, that haircut, oh it's horrible. But that's what I took it as, you know, I mean, we, we already, you know, heard from the director that just he's not trying to give you timestamps. So it probably I know. is not I just, the future. Like, wow. Yeah, it's probably just him. He's really wants to throw you off right away. Yeah. You know, but man, it's a hot take. I don't know. It just I came like to my it. mind. There we go. Yeah. Laura's buns are hot. It's hot. OK. All right. Uh, <laughs> or granny buns. Uh, let's see. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's do uh, let's do characters acting here a bit in the opening, because after that, you're really getting the introduction of your main characters in this movie. Your main, you know, six, uh, maybe five. Are they teenagers? Are they college, high school? They look like they're right out of high school. Yeah, I think I 
I took it as the main character was a like a freshman. You mm, know, okay. she she seemed really young, seemed right out of high school. But I think her sister, she was clearly the younger sister, mm-hmm. so she's probably still in high school. That's true. That's true. She's the younger sister. Yes, yeah, so you got them. Yeah. They're on the couch watching a movie. You know, my one of my favorite scenes when the chick farts and makes a joke about it. <laughs> Yara, <laughs> I think I think at that point in the Discord, I'm like, perfect movie, you guys. Uh, you know, you got a dead woman, you got dope music, and you got a fart joke. Like five stars, guys. Five stars for me so far. Uh, uh, but what did you guys think of like the characters acting kind of in the opening a bit? I, honestly, I think all of this acting is very believable. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I did not know any of these actors. Yeah, that always um, helps. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, the characters are written. You could probably argue that some of them are even like boring or just kind of lethargic, mm. but it yeah. works for me in this mm. movie. It really does. Our main character, though, is awesome. I feel her like defeat, her fear. Yeah. Um, just like you could tell that maybe she, I don't know, has been like kind of in a bubble in a way her whole life. And just this is so fucked up and just traumatizing for her. And I, I, I think she, I think the main character who plays Jay did an amazing job. Yeah, yeah, I thought all the yeah. acting was good. I wouldn't say it was like, oh, my God, we got to spot out the acting in this movie. That I, To me, that's not the top three things this movie is known for. Yeah, to, to me, it was very similar to kind of like Lake Mungo, where it was like mm, for that mm-hmm. movie, like being like no names and being like in Lake Mungo, it's like, you know, mockumentary. So like them acting like they didn't know what to say at points worked. And in this movie, I think it's similar to where it's like you have, you know, actors we don't know. And like you were saying, Laura, the parts where they seem like they don't have a lot of personality to me gave kind of more realism to being like teenagers. Mm -hmm. You know, if they were super like, you know, you know, all over the place and flamboyant, then it'd be like, okay, it kind of feels like a cliche of a teenager. Right. So it worked for me, too. What do do you think, Greg? Yeah. What you just said, Rob, that's what I, I really appreciate about this. I mean, you know, a lot of the movie drags on in certain areas, but in the beginning, they're very efficient. You know, by get, gathering all of the friends together in the house all at once, you're basically introduced to everybody at the same time. And I think that is an easy opportunity to show, you know, flamboyant characters. I think a lot of movies would have gone that route. Would It would have been totally over the top, like, you know, one person who was very, very quiet and reserved and another like loud mouth. And it wasn't that way. And I, I can really appreciate that. I mean, you know, you basically had the supportive sister, that goofy friend the the boy who's probably over obsessed the you know the way that he was looking at her mm. just the overall quirkiness of the bunch it, it was it didn't feel over the top and i liked that um obviously you had that girl you know reading the the dostoevsky from her little shell thing it just it was it was it seemed real to me um and i liked that but again i i will echo what laura said i don't think that they were phenomenal like they stood out but that was i think kind of the point Mm-hmm. Um, I would just characterize their acting throughout the entire movie as they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. I feel like that idea. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, pretty much, you know, like we can just get into like the first, uh, you know, get in uh, to the first, uh, you know, car scene. Uh, you know, what was this guy's name? He's not Rob Thomas. Laura doesn't like that. I can't call him that anymore. Yeah, don't call him. Come on. Don't. don't what yeah. do you want to call him? You don't call him Hugh, Hugh Jeff. Hugh Jeff. Bull haircut. Um, he, he, huge. He was, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> I was trying to combine wow, okay. All right. you and Jeff. Yeah, well, okay. I mean it fits on our on our theme, but uh you know, I feel bad for her now. Um 
Why do you, you know? feel bad for her? I don't know. It's just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to, you know. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I have nothing to say right now. I'm, I'm I, actually speechless. I've done it. I've it. literally yeah, made you yeah. speechless. I have oh, a lot no. of things I could say, but I don't want to say any of them right now. Um, wow. So, All right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, pretty much she she meets uh, Huge. She meets Huge out there. You know, they go to a movie. And, uh, you know, he takes her back to his car. And like Laura said in the synopsis, they have sex uh, consensually, I believe, to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, then next thing you know, he's, you know, uh, putting a cloth over her mouth, which I put in my notes, too, of like, like uh, it, nothing is ever good when a cloth comes out like in the open. If you're in if you're in your home and you need a cloth, great. But when, if anybody pulls out like a cloth napkin, like in a car outside anywhere, it's usually bad. I don't what think it's anything. Handkerchief. You don't believe in going old school with that? <laughs> no, nobody <laughs> uses a handkerchief anymore. If anything, it's in like your coat pocket to look like cool. But mm-hmm. you're, you okay. don't use that thing. You're not sneezing in your actual handkerchief. It's too fancy. Come on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. So what, what do you guys? What do you guys? think from like this first like first crazy thing and actually well second crazy thing that happens in this movie uh what do you think laura it is just so insane because she you know it was they seem like they really like each other and she's just having like this you know a stream of conscious speech she's giving him about what i don't even remember what she was talking about but you know, she's just like laying across the car seats and she's got her hand in the flowers and the grass oh, and grass. he kind of mm-hmm. comes up behind her and it looks like he's like hugging her. It looks really sweet and romantic, you know, for teenage car sex as romantic as that can be. <laughs> and and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, he fucking drugs her. Yeah. And I think on first watch again, this was my third time seeing this movie. I probably was thinking, oh, my God, he's trying to kill her. It's just like, how yeah. did this happen? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to I was going to ask you guys and maybe this is inappropriate now, but, uh, you know, oh, well, uh, you guys ever get down in a car before? You know, like, uh, Laura, you ever do anything uh, cruising down El Camino back in the day? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you really can't elaborate, can you? I am not elaborating. No, you're not yeah. elaborating. No, no. OK. All right. What about you, Greg? I would elaborate, but yeah, because back then you didn't have anywhere to go but your own car. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel like, yeah, where, where else are you supposed to go? You know, well, I guess you can go in the dirt, but you know, yeah. That's, yeah. If you want to find creative places to go, that's a whole nother conversation for another day. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, God, kids are so nasty, though. Like, God, I love being in a grown up with my own house and my own bedroom and fuck. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, what, what do you think about the actual scene, Greg, itself? Like the, the shock of, of the scene? I actually think what's more important that than that is the setup. Um, mm. I was buying their chemistry at the theater. I loved it, mm. you know, and it, it's, you know, it's actually more devastating. The fact that he basically trounced on the trust that she gave him and, you know, they play that game at the theater, changing places. It seemed fun. It kind of reminded me of um, Shaun of the Dead, where Sean and Ed are playing that game at the bar, where they're pointing out people and making up backstories. But this is more like self-reflective. They're talking about, he, you know, he's talking about the, the innocence of being a child and wanting to be young again to where everything was like, you know, positive and happy. And then 
Contrast that to like what you were saying, Laura, when she was laying in the back seat, touching the the dandelions outside of his car, she was like talking about the opposite, you know, you know, saying that when you're young, you want to be old, but then, you know, when you're old, you don't know what to do with yourself. So I love like that back and forth kind of setting up maybe what is, you know, what are the themes in the movie, like growing up and life and death, mortality and all that stuff. But also just the fact that I was really into the relationship for that small few minutes that you saw it, I did not expect him to just uh, turn on her like that. That was pretty incredible. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, after that, I mean, we're not going to go super linear, but I feel like you kind of need to go linear in the beginning because then really 45 minutes of the movie is just them running away from things. Uh, But definitely the next big scene is you're going to have, you know, he chained her up to, is it a wheelchair? She in a Mm -hmm. chair or something? Yeah. wheelchair. you're, You're starting to get more of like what's happening. He's telling her, you know, it's going to follow you. I had to give it to you. You need to give it to somebody else. You're getting finally getting information of like what's happening right now. And, and I love this scene. I don't know if they're under a bridge. I don't know if they're in like an abandoned house or building. Like a, an abandoned building, building. Like an industrial building of some kind. Yeah. yeah. But I love I love the cinematography for one in this scene. I love the directing of like POV, like shaky cam just facing her so when he's rolling her around like it's moving with her the camera really great choice i think in that scene because it's making you anxious just from like the perspective um then of course you have the first time you see it as as an actual person a character whatever you want to call it come out you know a not not so old lady youngerish nude woman you know looking in retrospect first of many nude (laughs) people in in retrospect being like okay this one's pretty good you know uh what what did you think greg of like that that scene when you're finally getting a little bit of information it's so effective uh you know, they, they just, they terrify you. This is like oh, the brilliant thing about horror movies, you know, like Hereditary. How can they horrify you with, with, you know, nude people? It's, it's insane. You never want to almost look at a naked person again. It's crazy. Uh, I yeah. just agree with all those, all those points. Great shots. Um, you know, watching the lady cross the railroad tracks, uh, at that slow pace. And she's just almost like a, a Terminator, but not moving very fast. And the whole explanation of, you know, him saying, I only did this so you can see. And then taking her out of it was, it was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Laura, what do, what do you think about that scene? I agree. And I, I'm starting to think that now I, I'm appreciating her acting even more as I'm thinking back. Because in this scene, you as the viewer, you're believing Hugh, Jeff, huge, whatever his name is. You're believing him. <laughs> you know, he's explaining to her what's happening and you're putting the pieces together like, oh, shit, like this is real, you know. But she, as a character within the movie, is like, what? You could tell she doesn't fully believe it. She's scared. She doesn't yeah. believe it. And so you're kind of going back and forth between, well, this is crazy. I, as the viewer, know that this is now the story. This is what I'm learning about this movie. But yes, if I were her, I would be like, you are fucking insane. What what are you doing right now? All she's thinking about is I was drugged. I was tied up. Um, I'm scared right now. I need to get out. I don't trust this person. I almost think seeing some like naked lady walk slowly outside a building would be like the least of my Mm. concerns, the Mm. least of her concerns. So it was a really powerful scene in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, you're, you're finally getting the information of like what's happening. 
I mean, you, you don't fully have it, but that's pretty much it. That really mm-hmm. is the movie. You know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. You, you know, you, you think you're only 10 minutes in. There has to be more like it's not. So we really could just get into like the premise. I think the shock of like the premise now, because that really is it, you know, um, and I know Laura wanted me to talk about being the first time watching this. Yeah. Of, like, what I think about this whole like, you know transmitting it to another person and then it follows them very i mean a lot of people online shout out you know very std very sexually yeah. transmitted diseases right. i think everything with the director he said is like no like he's like that was not like something i had in mind and a lot of pe- other people shout out this is an anti-sex movie another thing he puts out no. is like no like i'm not saying that so it's kind of interesting to think like what you know about this premise works i mean it's, it's weird it's fucked up. It's not, of course, anything I was expecting. Um, I think when you go through this movie, you're getting very Michael Myers, Halloween, like the slow stalking. And then you're just adding, you know, people are fucking in between Sex those scenes. on top of it. You know? Yeah. But I have to say it is a super, super smart premise. It's like taking an old trope, you know, uh, and putting like a twist on it. And mm-hmm. I, I freaking loved it. I loved it. I mean, we'll get into, I think, how long they're running and hiding and this and that and how many times. And because then because really you have another hour of this movie until you have the end, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but what do you guys think about the actual like premise that he's come up with here? What, what do you think, Laura, being third time now watching? Yeah, I I have to say that each time I watch this movie, I think of it differently. The first time mm. I I like everyone else was like, oh, is this some kind of like, you know, have safe sex, kids? And is this like some kind of giant metaphor for an STD, which is kind of annoying. If that's really mm. what it was, I think we all would be like, all right, like cool movie. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. we don't need that. Mm-hmm. But then the more I watched it, I realized that there was so much more to that. And when I was reading, just like I wanted to know what the director had to say about it. And he admits that he even doesn't want to tell you an answer because in his mind, he actually said that it's layered. It stands Mm. for multiple things. So people shout out, does it stand for your impending death? Like Mm. we can't run from death. Death is going to follow us our whole life. He said, yeah, sure. That's one of them. But one of the ones that he did not deny that I did not catch until this third watch was this movie is a giant metaphor or symbol for abuse and sexual abuse. Mm. And if you look at it that way, anytime the it entity is not someone they know, when it's a stranger, that stranger looks abused. When we, Mm. one of the it, uh, you know, that we see in or pretty early on is this woman. Her clothes are torn. Oh, she has an exposed yeah. breast and she's Whoa. urinating. What do you do when you are so fearful? Mm-hmm. You urinate. So like she looks like an abused victim. Yeah. And to go even further, the movie also is like spotlighting how the characters handle abuse. They all have very different reactions to things that happen to them. So like, I won't go, I'll talk about some of the other characters later when we get Mm -hmm. to that part of the movie, but our main character, you know, she reacts in a way that's like, I'm so afraid no one's going to believe me. She says that multiple times. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. something that some abuse victims feel like they don't feel like, especially women, you know, they feel like they're not going to be believed. Oh my God, you guys, when you watch it, 
thinking of that being the main message. And the director has not denied that this is one of his mm. layers, quote yeah. unquote. It's actually a really, it makes the movie even darker and yeah. actually harder to watch, but mm. pretty genius. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, we talk about all the time that, you know, horror is subjective, that it's all about your yeah. life experiences and what you right. live through. I mean, this movie, I think, does that a lot. You know, you could look at this movie through th so many different lenses based on your experiences, you know, yeah. and it seems like if that right. was his intention, you know, he's not trying to do an M. Night Shyamalan The Happening where he's like, oh, yeah, it was supposed to be a comedy. Like he's uh -huh. saying, like, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like he did this and he was able to do this successfully. Then all mm -hmm. points to him because it works on a lot of different levels. So what do you what do you think, Greg, about like the overall premise? It's great. I, I, I agree, Laura. I like how it makes you think. Um I hadn't thought about the idea of it being about like a direct abuse, but I feel like my thinking of the movie was very much along those lines um, because a lot of it has to do with like the rules of, of the, of the curse you could call it. Right. So like the only way to get rid of it is by giving it to someone else sexually. Right. Um, and then even when you do that, you, you're still aware of it and you know, you know that it could someday come back to you if it, kills the person that you gave it to and you know it's always approaching you um you can create some distance between it and yourself but it's just always going straight after you um and then of course it can just take different forms um yeah. familiar people or just whatever it needs to 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 get to you right um and then we also know that nobody else can see it except you like everyone is really just blind to it right mm -hmm. so I was putting those pieces together in my mind and really what I thought that the monster was is it, a representation of unprocessed trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. that Yeah. That's kind of like how I look at it. Like, you know, everyone to some degree has some type of trauma that they experienced as a kid, you know, some more than others. But mm -hmm. I feel like it's something that's always attached to you. And it's not always psychological, right? It has physical impacts on your body. You like hold it in your body somehow. Mm -hmm. um, and it can almost kill you if you just leave it unchecked, right? You don't know how to yeah. deal with it. You don't process it in any way. And when you leave it unresolved, oftentimes what happens is you see that the victim becomes the perpetrator, right? And they repeat that same trauma to somebody else yeah. uh, because they haven't dealt with it in, in, a, in, a, in the correct way. Um, so I kind of looked at it like that, like, you know, anytime that they wanted to pass, you know, get rid of it, they would, they would do it to somebody else. Kind of like how you see some people, uh, who are abused, like you said, they'll abuse other people and they'll temporarily, temporarily feel some type of relief, like a, it's kind of a sick relief. Yeah. Um, because they've almost put it on somebody else. But the idea is that when that person feels the pain, the sting of what they've done, I think it comes back to you because you, you'll feel guilty that this is what you did to that person. And then, of course, it's like the type of thing that nobody else can like nobody understands anybody else's trauma. Like you can see it. It's always coming for you. But like and you can tell people about it. But literally nobody can be in your head to say, oh, I, I get it. Right. But the key thing to me is I think the only way that she was able to survive, which is kind of what we do. Right. With people who've experienced trauma is you create a support group mm. uh, around you. You have a community that's there. That's, you know, um 
to kind of like diffuse the pain and just understand you and just give you unconditional love and support. And I feel like that's the key. So that's kind of how I saw this curse in the movie, but it does incorporate all that stuff like yeah, abuse, existentialism and, you know, all of the above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people in the Rotten Tomato reviews, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, shout out Babadook as a reference to this movie, dealing with grief or abuse. And like you said, mm-hmm. you know, being like, you know, putting it on other people, you know, and, and having to deal with it. And it's always going to be with you, uh, which I found like after you were talking about it, Greg, I'm like, oh, yeah, I was very much in the camp. I think of the people that talk about that this is mostly about death. You know, death is always coming for you. It's eventually going to get everybody. You know, it's inevitable. You know, so I was in that camp. But after hearing you guys talk, I can see that. It makes me actually want to watch the movie again from almost both your guys' perspectives, you know. and It makes it a different movie when you do that. It does, which is worth it. Man, that's freaking crazy. That's freaking crazy. Yeah, like like one thing that I was thinking of, you know, when she decided, at least at first, not to give it to, what is that kid's name? Um, Paul? Paul, oh. it's the idea of if you know that you, yeah, you're in pain or you've experienced some type of trauma and you're aware of it, the, I think, you know, one of the best things you can do is just, you know, accept it and, and not transmit that or project it onto other people. So I think my interpretation of that scene was like, she was like, you know what? I don't want to involve you in this because I actually care about you. Yeah. 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 No, I, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if, uh, if, if the Rob Thomas guy's name is huge, Paul's name is tiny. I mean, come on. I mean, oh, we, we know that. Come on. Oh. Little, 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 little Paul, little, little Peter, whatever you kind of call him. Uh, <laughs> I'm just upset because although I think Paul is a very nice kid, a nice character, mm-hmm. good actor, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, Rob on our discord was like, <laughs> Over under, how much do we think Laura like wants to make out with Paul? And it's like, are you fucking serious? If you're trying to what you wanted to make out, compare Paul to Logan uh, Lerman, then I don't I mean, know what to do with I don't you know. right now. They were all underage at the time, so I thought that was the way you go, you know. But uh, okay, um, let's uh, let's get it. let's get into like you guys talked about the it's rules, the, the rules of it, the lack of rules. So I mean, what you yeah, want to call it? Let's get. Back to the sex jokes. Let's get back to the <laughs> sex joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but because we all had questions on the discord, we were all like, oh, how yeah. does this work? How does it not work? I'm pretty sure there actually isn't an answer uh, by anything I've ever read. But but let's just let's just have a conversation about what works, what doesn't work in this movie. I had the joke saying, like, do you have to finish? Does anal work? Like what what happens here? Uh, what would you think, Laura? Well, I actually have the answer. So oh, wow. I don't right. know if you guys want to. You know, speak real quick and say what you think, but I do have an answer. I said anal. Anal's, anal's a no-go. Right. Greg, what I, about you? What do you I, think? What do you I'm think works? What do you think I, doesn't work? I just, I, I need to hear the answer. Greg is, Greg is bottomless. He's open for anything. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad, but, you know, you have to think of things like, does just the tip count? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, counts? just a tip. Well, no, based on your description. So, Laura, you, you kind of went pretty detailed about the car scene, which we don't know all the details of it, but I feel like if you, uh, if you finish in her, that's, that's, that's the line. Wow. Cause that's what you, you said mm-hmm. about the car scene, right? And we don't, we don't have information Did on I that. Did I say that? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, maybe Greg was dreaming about what he thought was happening in the car scene. I don't remember that. Rewind either, the film. But... Rewind the film. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Quote from the director. Okay, so he did a interview with GQ and they asked if you're being followed and you want to pass it along, but you can't, you know, perform. Are you doomed? 
He says, oh, now we're getting into the specifics of what counts. The truth is, I think all kinds of things count. That would be my answer. Uh, I've had people ask whether a condom would protect you. No, it wouldn't. I think anything in the general direction of sex and you got it. And then in a different interview, this is much shorter. He said that neither a condom nor same gender sex would stop the monster in the curse. So really, you're talking any, anything, 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 wow. even guys, a condom. Do you guys remember? Oh, this is going to sound really dumb, but and my mom listens. OK, do you guys remember back in the day when you guys used to like hump with your clothes on? Do you guys remember that? <laughs> <laughs> We've all done it. We've all done it. It's the before you get to, you know, even second base, I guess you're just kind of grinding away. And does, do you think that can't, Laura's gone. Uh, Laura, Robert eating foul balls. Laura, yeah. Laura's, Laura disappeared completely off the zoom screen. I don't know where she's at right now. <laughs> I think your gray wig flew off. <laughs> Laura, where are you? <laughs> you weren't expecting that, uh, that, uh, that question. <laughs> But do you think that counts? Like, does does dry humping count? I think it was called dry humping. Is that what it's called? I think so. Drumping is drumping. As we, is that what the, we it. We that the kids are kids are calling yeah. it nowadays. Yeah. Um. What, what do you think, Laura? <laughs> do you think that counts? According, <laughs> according to the director, anything sexual counts. Anything sexual counts like that. Does that mean like <laughs> hardcore making out then would count? Because that's really what you're doing in that aspect. Hardcore making mm. out. I think it needs to somehow involve your genitals. That's my guess, right? So even so, even dry humping with jeans on because technically <laughs> you're trying to. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm trying to see if I can keep my jeans on. Next so I feel time. like all of these characters are, are going way further than they need to. They could just walk through a crowd and just start groping people, and it's like yeah. you're cursed. You're cursed. You're cursed. Yeah, oh, wow. I think it needs to be pretty intimate and, you know, okay. but consensual. I, yeah, consensual. You know what? Obviously, you, that's that's what it is. You stumped me. I don't know <laughs> if dry humping counts. <laughs> they didn't ask me to Trumping. provide questions for that GQ interview and be super unprofessional. <laughs> you remember dry humping? <laughs> You don't even ask it like that. You were like, remember when we all used to just (laughs) put their clothes on? I couldn't couldn't remember what it was called until like five minutes after I had the thought. (laughs) It's been a while, Laura. It's been a while. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. Your poor mother. I am so sorry. I I apologized up front before I said it. Uh, You know, sorry, mom. Uh, (laughs) Okay. 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 Uh, I I mean, I'm glad we got somewhat answers. I might have stumped it, but, uh, you know. Let's see there. Uh, let's let's get into let's get into like the the it's in plural, all the different variations. There's there's a lot of different ones. Like let's just spot out like which one was more fucked up, which one had a great jump scare. Uh, you want to go first there, Laura? Yeah, I I personally liked it best when it was someone that she knew. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought it was cool when she was sitting on the beach and it it took the form of Yara, her friend. Mm-hmm. And so even though you see her walking behind her, in my mind, I was like, okay, this is clearly it. But you're still like, but that's Yara and Yara's with her. But then finally, it takes them to show you the other side. You know, the camera angle changes and you see Yara's like off in the fucking lake or ocean, like Mm -hmm. floating around. So I always thought that that those were the best scenes for me. But I have to say my favorite it is Tall Dude. 
That George the first Marisong. time I saw the, yeah, the first time I saw this movie when they open the door and it's their friend, it's Yara again, and she's just standing there, and then he just like comes walking in. Yeah. I, I thought he was gonna walk through her. It, it oh, was that would have been nuts. Cool. It wow. was nuts. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. that was insane. It, it's definitely it's it's the one. As much as I've never seen this movie, I've seen that image mm-hmm. and, I, and there's a gif of it. And I know I've used it before. I don't know what the context yes. was, but so like I've seen that. But I, so I didn't know it was from this movie. But yeah, that that guy coming out from the darkness, it's very Halloween as too. when Michael mm-hmm. Myers comes out from the darkness of a doorframe, you know, very yep. similar. But that's, that's that's a good one, too. Uh, what about you, Greg? Do you want to spot out any of the it's? Yeah, interesting fact. I just Googled the guy's name was Mike Lanier. Mm. He was seven foot seven and actually one half of the world's tallest twins. Um, wow. in the Guinness Whoa. Book of World Records. And he was a, he was a basketball player. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I guess he passed away somehow recently. So RIP. Oh, no. But, um, yeah, very good, very good role there. Wow. That's um, crazy. My favorite was actually the one that just terrified me the most, and it was the old lady. Oh, Laura? <laughs> yeah, Laura's it was yeah. me. Part <laughs> of it was the Halloween-like setup. Jay's in oh, the class. She's looking out the window. It's, it's very Michael Myers-ish. She dismisses herself, and then the old lady turns down the hallway, very you know, shuffling very slowly, and Jay calls out, out hello as if you know very timidly and then there are a couple of students down the hall they turn and they just they just can't see this old lady hinting to you that she's the monster and just her blank expression the way that she's shuffling and the, the idea of course we know that old people and babies are some of the most terrifying things in horror because you just can't ex- you just don't expect that they're capable of what the directors t- you know try to convince you they're capable of so mm-hmm. that right. was so terrifying to me in that respect she was my favorite uh form of, of the monster yeah yeah i mean for me uh, like yeah the big guy coming out of the door frame is like holy shit just his size yeah. alone one that got me was like the when they get to the fucking lake or whatever and the fucking there's like a little kid that pops in he looks like he's like 12 years old he like pops oh. his head in the door frame oh, right. it's one of the little kids that lives in her neighborhood that you see biking oh, around and it's all the, yeah, it's that. also the little nice. kid that was like peeping on her in the beginning of the movie yeah that for some reason that one I think scared or maybe jump just because of the scene itself. He like pops his head in like a little hole. You and he like hisses at her. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I put in my notes of like, it was like, it was like children of the corn were coming out. He has blonde, goofy hair and he's wearing like a tank top. And I was like, what's happening here? Um, so that one got me, you know? Um, but I think to me, like the most fucked up one, and this goes into more, you know, favorite kill would have to be, uh, what's his name in this movie? The Greg, is his name? Greg. Oh, yeah, Greg. When, yeah. When, uh, yeah. when his own mother gets him and, Mm. <laughs> dry humps him or actually doesn't Wait, dry so hump that's him. that's your favorite kill <laughs> your it, favorite it is rob's mom <laughs> what oh my god rob you have a Not- chance to redact right now you know we haven't published this episode yet <laughs> i'm just gonna I'm, i tell my mom we skipped a week <laughs> we didn't have an episode this week <laughs> don't worry about it mom don't worry about it no that actually is my favorite because it's so fucked up it's so fucked up it's that the worst yeah i put it in the discord and we were talking of like that's his mom right that's his mom right i mean i know it's not really his mom but it's a it's a you know it's a whatever you want to call it an apparition of his mom like mm-hmm. fucking him to death like i was like holy shit like that's crazy you know uh, but i have to say that one because i was just like oh it just shook me i was like wow like they went there 
Yeah, they, they went, went there. there. Yeah, Laura, you did talk about the the old old uh, not even old man dick, but there's some naked guy on the roof. Did that guy get you, Laura? <laughs> no, because at Porno that Santa point Claus. you've seen <laughs> <laughs> porn of Santa Claus. Like, what are you, oh my you're goodness! Standing next to the chimney, like. <laughs> <laughs> Merry I'll Christmas. You, uh, everybody listening right now. My side project I'm working on, that's fucking going in. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> that's definitely something. Oh my no, God. actually, you know what's weird? The guy on the roof didn't get me. And I think it's like you said, Greg, I've been so desensitized to like naked people now. And all these movies we watch, horror movies, and we've been seeing a lot of like naked dudes recently, yeah. like Hereditary. There are quite a few and... Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, my husband and I just watched a documentary on Woodstock recently, and it's like we were so desensitized to naked people after watching that. It was it's just it's just dongs in a field for the whole documentary. And boobs. Oh, my oh, God. Okay. So many well, boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Boobs are cool. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, if you see like 800 of them, even you're like, OK, it's enough's enough. I, yeah. I think, <laughs> it's I, too think many. I, I think I disagree. I think I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, I just want to t- talk about something real quick before we get into your guys' favorite kills. Like, what was up with, like, the porno magazine talk and stuff in this movie? Just, do you think that goes into, like, abuse or, like, sexual yeah. stuff? Or it's, I, I think there's a big sexual abuse component yeah. in this movie. Like, I, I'm not saying yeah. that our main characters were sexually abused, but mm-hmm. possibly that dude was. Yeah. You know, they especially because... In... Uh, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, I was going to say, especially because... I don't know if you guys caught this, but the very first time she sees the first it, it's that naked woman walking across the railroad tracks. Yeah. That was his mom. What? Who's? Whose mom? That was Hugh or Jeff's mom. Oh, that was when Hugh. They, that was Hugh's mom. When they go to his house <laughs> and his mom answers the door, oh, that's wow. why they like focus on her for so long. And that's why Jay is like, uh, uh hi, like, oh, is your wow. son home? I didn't even, I didn't even, I mean, you don't, you don't see her up close in the opening, so I didn't even notice that, but damn, wow, fucking The crazy. more you watch this movie, the more I've picked up additional, like, oh, shit, that was so-and-so, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it makes, it makes the most sense if it's gonna, you know, materialize to somebody closest to you, it, a, a parent would yeah. probably be the most fucked up thing to see coming right. after you, um, yeah. but, uh, wow. What, did you have something to say, Greg? You want to talk about porno, Max? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but in related news, uh, no, there was the scene where Jay was walking with Kelly down the street, right? Again, more very Halloween-ish mm-hmm. camera angles. But there was a very obvious uh, moment where the audio in the background gets a little bit louder. And they walk past the house where you can hear a husband and a wife or just, you know, a, a male-female couple arguing very loudly, like as if violently um, as, as they walked by. So they sprinkle in a lot of this, you know, they mix, you know, sex with violence, with aggression, and um, they just poke at it all throughout the movie just to keep your your mind in like that zone. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's a good observation. Uh, do you guys want to shout out your favorite kills then? I already talked about mine. Uh, Wasn't there really just one kill? Just really? one. Yeah. Is there really only one kill? It was I mean, him and then the girl in the beginning and then no yeah. one else died. Really? Oh, I guess yeah. so. I guess so. It's true. Or yes. on screen. Yeah. 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 That's true. I mean, she, she had sex with like a boat full of dudes and then it comes back for her. So, you know, those guys. Oh, they died. Yeah. Yeah, We definitely have to say we have, you know, we haven't really been talking about uh, anything linear since the opening now. I mean, like I said, really, I mean, Laura, do you kind of want to talk about like what's going on in the middle of this movie? Like just how. Yeah. 
Go yeah, for it. no, no, I, I could do it really quick. So what happens is, is that once she realizes that things are after her and she starts believing what has been told to her, you, you know, for a good portion, she does not want to pass it on. Like, you know, she's a good person and she doesn't want to do that. Her, her friend Paul, like, offers to help, especially so that someone else can see it, which would ultimately still help her. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she says no. So her friends are like tag teaming to, to try to just get her out of Dodge every, you know, they're running here, they're running there. What? Tag what? teaming. <laughs> I didn't even know that I said well, that. You're just, Jesus, you're, you guys. You're just like, uh, yeah, you said it, Laura. You know, you're just putting I, these, uh, these, these I didn't chuckle like a 12 year old when I said it. So <laughs> me and Greg are dry humping right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, sorry, Laura, sorry. Uh, anyway, and it's actually, there's a really cool scene where, you know, no one can see anything yet. And when one of the it's comes up to her, it like pulls her hair, but all yeah. her friends do see mm. her hair moving. Yeah. They just don't see the apparition that's doing it. Um, and then one of her friends even gets hurt by it yeah, Paul. because he starts to, Paul, Paul, Paul starts to hit it. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but then, you know, she, when I think as she realizes how dire her situation is, we have two things happen. We uh, have her, you know, find strangers on a boat. Mm-hmm. And even though you don't see it, you assume that she slept with one or two or whatever, all of them. I think there's like three guys um, yeah. just to try to <laughs> just to try to <laughs> slow it down. Um, and then you also have, she finally gives in, you know, one of her friends, Greg is like, I'll sleep with you. And, um, which I also think is really interesting because you kind of learn through images of this movie that he's kind of a player, like he flirts. And (laughs) so you kind of realize that this also goes back to like trauma abuse. He's taking advantage of her abuse and her trauma and she sees what happens to him. He dies, you know, he gets killed by an apparition looking just like his mom doing awful things to him. Um, And yeah, I mean, that's basically the middle of this movie. And that takes you to towards the end, which is the the group comes up with this big master plan. You know, they're going to try to stop this thing by ultimately killing it, stopping it so that she doesn't have to pass it on to anybody else and no one else has to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, you know, I definitely want to ask you guys, because like I said, you have like a good 40 minutes of this middle of the movie here where it's literally just evade, you know, evade what's going on, evade what's going on, you know, talk, you know, let's have a little discussion. Let's drive, let's run, whatever. To me, it was it was it was too much, too many times doing this. You know, they went to the the lake and they're just like chilling there. To me, I, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. Why are you just sitting there waiting? Do you think like it's not going to come get you now? Um, one, what do you guys think of like that, you know, idea of just evading and sitting somewhere? And also, what would you guys would what would you guys uh, have done? Because I don't think that's a good strategy. What do you think, Greg? As far as as the plan um, and how it played out in the movie, I'm 50 50. It, it kind of reminds me of like like Mungo, where you're setting up the format of a movie and it has to be this way so that it's effective for the story. But, you know, like the, the back and forth, they make sense in, in some sense. You know, if you're running from the monster, this is likely how you do it. You know, you go to one place, you leave when it gets to you, you go to another. But the problem is, is, is the sequence of these scenes, it, it becomes very tedious after a while. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not sure how else you would do it because I actually find that having those, those scenes, you know, do it like that 
are so effective. It, it makes you feel like on any given day, at any casual moment, the monster is just going to finally make its way to you. And in that sense, you know, there's no cinematic timing. It's not going to just pop up, you know, when someone finishes their sentence and it's ready to come at you. It's going to happen when you're just chilling on the beach and nothing is happening. So I, it, it's really effective as a, as a story device to make you feel like you're in the moment and that's how it's going to feel like. The problem is it's just it becomes monotonous and, and tiresome after a while. So, again, it's really one of those things where. You know, it's a it's a double edged sword where this is what's going to make it so effective, but you're going to lose a lot of people with it. You know, maybe some people can say it's boring or it's just it's too much. Yeah, that that was my big thing with this movie. This movie is an hour and forty seven minutes long, which is you know it's it's a good runtime actually. I mean, you know, could they have cut out some of that evading stuff and got it to like one thirty, one thirty five? Maybe it would have been better because I did feel that. I feel very. The middle is very slow. Like, it's just you're repeating the same thing over and over and over again. I'm like, all right, I just want to get to the end. now. I want to know what happens. I mean, we'll get to the ending. I don't even think I'm satisfied again. But uh, wait, actually, let me ask you. Let me answer your second question, Rob. I will say this. They wasted a lot of time drinking lemonades on the beach. What are you doing? <laughs> Rap, this is what I would do. I'm going to go there. I'm in the middle of a forest. I'm going to cut down some trees. I'm going to build a cage. And when it comes, throw a cage over it. A Problem ca- solved. Oh, that's actually a good strategy because you saw you it at one point. You don't think with, with its uh-huh. giant strength, he's just going to pick up. Doesn't matter how heavy no, it is. No, well, maybe, maybe, he's the, maybe he's the little, uh, you know, children from the corn. He's a little kid. You know, Does doesn't it matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, how big he, he can't, you know, become a woolly mammoth. I mean, he has, he has to be corporeal <laughs> in some in some sense. Mm-hmm. So, I mm-hmm. mean, do something like build a hole, uh, you know, a 50 foot hole. How's it going to get out? I like that. That's Problem a good solved. idea. I like it. I like it. I'm good. Problem. We're problem solving this. We figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about you, Laura? What do you think of what they did? And then also, like, what would you do? I'm the opposite of you guys. I, I mm. totally get what you're saying. I can totally see how this would be boring or slow mm-hmm. to a lot of people. But for me, with this premise and what we know, it totally works. It works for two reasons. One, truly, what can you do? It's going to follow you forever and it's going to follow you slowly. And I think by showing us that they're almost just kind of waiting for it, it just adds to the like unnerving nature of this movie. Like it's the waiting is the worst thing to me. This is honestly the worst thing that could happen to you. Hmm. And I also think it works because these guys are dumb kids. You guys, they <laughs> there is like That's no true. parent in this movie at all. They yeah. clearly don't have good relationships with their parents. We don't even ever see the mom's face, uh, you know, Jay and mm. Kelly's mom's face. We know that she's not great. Mm. Like she's works really early, you know, and, uh, is a drunk. We always see mm. bottles lying around or we see oh. her legs passed out in a bed. So mm. they have nobody mm. to talk to and turn to. They're just figuring it out. And also, you know, until you, these kids actually see what's happening to her. I think some of them still have doubts. They want to help her the best they can for being 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. But also, you know, it's her and like five other people. And if they don't 100% believe her, I can see how they're like, I know. Let's go drive really far to this beach. We're going to be far away from everybody out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Of course, they're like, let's chill. Let her cool off. That's why you got fucking Yara, you know, in an inner tube in the lake. (laughs) She's just like having a good time. Yeah. So this totally worked for me. Hmm. Now, as a, you know, mid 30s woman, (laughs) I at this point, yeah, you're just on the run. You're on the run. Like your life is, Hmm. 
you don't have a life. You don't have a home. You, you have a car, you have transportation, you stay in a different place every night. If you want to live what, and that's not even a life, uh, that's what you have to do. I just be continuously on the run. I would not be stopping somewhere and chilling. You're right. Mm. Laura, let me ask you this. If you're on the run and you're on the beach, are you going to be facing away from the forest where something can just walk up to you or? Okay, that was super dumb. That was really stupid. Yeah. That's super true. That's super true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it was just it was just something that, that bugged me in the movie of like, why are you guys chilling right now on a beach? Like, why? And I get what you're saying, Laura. They're fucking dumb. They're dumb kids. And up to that point. I don't think, like you said, none of them believe it until yeah. that hair is pulled. Once like that it. hair is yeah. pulled, they're like, oh, shit. Like, they fully believe it. Maybe they're 80% mm-hmm. they trust her. But, yeah. uh yeah, I mean, what I would do, I don't I don't know. Like, I guess I'm with you, Laura. It's like, what can you really do? I mean, Greg's idea of throwing a cage over it is pretty cool. Um, We saw at one point towards the end, which we'll get to it, they throw a blanket over it and it works. It it touches it. So, um, because I, I read something, too. Somebody asked the director about, like, like kind of like how it works a bit with the actual it walking like it can't go through physical objects we've seen that like a door has to be open it has to mm-hmm. kick through a door he even said in one interview i read he said it can board a plane Whoa. so it, so it, it can what? get it wow. can get on a plane i guess apparently and ride the plane so it has to use like physical objects you know like so like you're saying laura if you're just gonna be on the run you're going to head off to Switzerland or Mexico or something like that. And you, you're thinking in your mind, oh, my God, it's going to take this thing uh, years to walk this far. And no, it's just going to jump on the next Delta flight and be over there with you. So it's it just puts into more perspective of like, yeah, you literally can do nothing, you know, in that aspect. I think it is more prepared to like, yeah, build build some type of trap, build a defense and face it. because That's all you really can do. It's just a very sad premise. Like, I honestly don't think I could even like live doing that i think it would just wouldn't even be a good quality of life at that point so yeah yeah, yeah that's true it's true constantly in fear right yeah uh let's do ending let's do ending laura do you want to set up ending <sighs> the shit this this movie has two endings it has the main big ending scene and then it has the last like 30 mm. seconds <laughs> right yeah. so the big ending and this goes back to them being kids they get this idea and I, I actually I'm going to try not to sound biased. I want to know what you guys think of this, but they get an idea. They're going to walk to this school that's on the other side of town that has this giant indoor swimming pool and they're going to bring every you know electronic that needs to be plugged in that they own. They're going to bring lamps, typewriters, uh, hair dryers, whatever. <laughs> And they go to the pool and they plug everything in and it's all around the pool and they stick Jay in the pool like bait because in their mind, okay, he, you know, the it is going to get in the pool to go after you. Once it enters the pool, you hightail it out of there. And then we're just going to throw all the electronics in and blast this motherfucker. Mm. What did you guys think about this idea? I mean, if I thought the beach stuff was stupid, this is like idiotic to me. (laughs) But uh, I thought it was super dumb. I thought... To me, I mean, we, uh, having the conversation of like, these are kids, it, I have less of an anchor towards it because I'm like, this is what fucking kids would probably fucking do. Yes, you know? exactly. This is exactly. something. Yeah, this is something 16 to 19 year olds would fucking think of, you know. Yes. So like, is it real? Yes. Do I hate it? Yes. I still hate it, though, because <laughs> it's like it's not what I would do. So it makes me angry. Um, what, what do you think, Greg? I don't buy. I don't buy it. I don't buy that they would put all of their eggs in this basket, that this is the solution that's going to kill the ghost. Electrocution. 
Why? I mean, if a bullet wouldn't stop it, I mean, it's like, how do you figure this is, you know, what I would have wanted to see is them at least bridge the gap and explain their rationale. Even if it's a stupid explanation, I at least want to hear it. Instead of what we got was, what was his name? Paul, he walks up to her and he goes, do you trust me? And she's like, yes. And then suddenly they're on their way to the, to the community pool. That's not enough for me. Show me something. Um, I, I did like the idea that, you know, electrocution kind of plays into this idea of like mental trauma because, you know, mm. our brains work on electrical impulses mm. and signals. You know, we know that mental disorders used to get treated with electroshock therapy. There's like an electrocution kind of aspect to like mental trauma. And that's kind of interesting. Um, and I don't know if that was intentional or not, but the logic behind it, they just, they fell so short to me. But, you know, that said, um, the production of that scene was was so well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved everything about like the ambience of, of the indoor pool at night, yes. the composition of the scene where all, you know, all the plugged in electrical appliances are around the pool. That the, just the look of it and how they executed it was great. But logically speaking, I'm like, OK, says who? Why are y'all buying into this? It, it didn't make sense to me. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I mean, is that better than a hole you dug, Greg? No. <laughs> Dig a hole, guys. <laughs> oh, dig a hole is the best. That's that's plan one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I I get what you guys are saying as far as like the scene itself is cool, but at that point, I was just kind of angry of like this is what we're fucking doing. So like, I didn't care about like how it was shot <laughs> or how like you know it looked cool to throw a typewriter in the water and shit and. Yeah, he's I didn't like, care. Wow. I didn't, I didn't care. To, to me, to me, I was never, I was never thinking like one. These dumb kids think of this plot, this this idea. Uh, I wouldn't do this. I was more upset of like building this movie. I've been watching this movie for like an hour and forty minutes, and it's building mm-hmm. and building and building. And, and all I've wanted for the past forty minutes is like, oh, I want the ending. I want to know what the ending is. How's this gonna end? And like, this is what I get. And so I was kind of like upset and bummed of like that's the ending like that's the climax like this so i was kind of bummed i wanted more i wanted something cooler you know i wanted just something better i get that they're fucking kids but i was just upset and i didn't care what happened then i didn't care about how they did it i was just more upset about what they did oh man you guys i loved it i loved it because it's it's such a dumb plan Mm -hmm. but it's like It's, of course, what they thought of this yeah. little group of kids that like lost. They don't know what to do. And and Greg, to your point of like, how do we or I don't I forget which one of you said this, like, how do they know electrocution is going to do it? Well, they've already shot at it and that didn't work. So they're probably like <laughs> going down the list of things they can think of. Like, OK, well, you know, it's got to have a weakness. So maybe we electrocute it. Maybe that'll do it. You know, mm-hmm. like, I just think and, and I agree with you, Greg, like I thought that scene was like shot so well. It was like a beautiful scene. I'm also starting to think that I have a thing with pools because I really like the pool scene in um in uh Don't Let the Right run, run In. Yeah, yeah. And oh, also there was an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark with the pool? And it was like mm. the one of the best episodes. It was wow. so good. Yeah. yeah so I I thought it was great. But you know what else I loved about that scene? I loved that it didn't work. That's why that scene's so fantastic. It's mm. like they like you said they put all their eggs in this basket and it's so dumb and then it immediately goes to shit because that's real that's what would have happened <laughs> like of course it's not gonna work yeah the fucking <laughs> the the it ghost shows up and he's like this is what you thought of you you idiots <laughs> like i'm just gonna throw this at the person you put in the water <laughs> and then it was it's the 
funniest line too, because the it starts chucking everything at her and then it, nothing happens. And then one of them says like, oh, it didn't work. And the other one said, well, thank God. Cause like yeah. she's still in <laughs> the pool. Yeah. Yeah, they left a zero chance of like, uh, if this deal is wrong, what's going to be our backup plan or how is she going to survive? They didn't really think of that at all. Yeah. So so moving on for the ending here, you know, it didn't work. Um, And it's a really cool scene of only she can see him. And her sister asks, who is it? And she Mm. says, I don't want to tell you. And if you've been paying attention, you may have seen it on the walls behind you up until this point. If you didn't see it before, you see it towards the end. It is a picture of their dad. You know, you put that together through the photos around their house. Um, and so that's pretty horrifying. Like her dad is chucking things at her and, and getting her. She's like bleeding in the pool. He, he had a very good arm. He was, he was very accurate. He was yeah, so well, accurate. He's not, he's not a human. Uh, no, he he might have been a baseball player. I don't know. Yeah. What ends up happening is that Paul starts fucking shooting a gun blindly, yeah. actually shoots Yara in the leg. <laughs> so <laughs> like, thank God she didn't die. But you know, that was shitty. And he shoots it probably right in the head. Whereas before that other scene, it like was in the neck and kind mm-hmm. of glazed. And so uh, we don't really know if it's dead or not. And they keep asking her, okay, well, what do you see? Is it gone? And we just see the whole pool fill up with blood. So now it's the question of, well, do they think it's dead? Do they not think it's dead? Because after this scene, she sleeps with Paul. Is she sleeping with Paul because it's over and she likes him? I don't buy that. I think she's sleeping with him because they don't know. And and she's out of options. And he's basically saying, like, I love you. I will do this for you. I agree, Laura. Uh, Let's just do this to be sure. And then that way I can see it. And I'll always help you and we'll just be together Hmm. and we'll always be, you know, yada, yada. Because then he goes and looks for uh, sex workers. Yeah, You know, he's trying to pass it on. By the way, that's so smart because those the chicks that he's I don't we don't don't know definitively if he went through with it. But those chicks are likely to have sex with tons of people, probably delaying the curse from getting to him by by tenfold, you know, if, if it's still alive. But. I don't know. We don't really get an answer on that. Well, to, yeah. to me, I thought he did because to me it was the exact same scene of her looking at the boat guys, like the same like yeah. way mm-hmm. she looks and he looks to me. And if we think she did the boat guys, then we have to think that he did the, yeah. you know, the, the girls. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Hmm. But that scene was so cringy when he was like, you know, talking to her like, oh, well, you could pass it on to me. And she was like, eh. <laughs> I know. It's no, so I mean, bad. It, but it was good though because you know you have this naive, obviously very angsty, desperate teenage boy, and of, of course he's going to offer to help her out. Yeah. But um, it was just like <laughs> so cringy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, he wasn't huge. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> Uh, Laura, do you want to you want to do the little uh, end end uh, end of the movie here? And in the last thirty seconds, you know, we've got Jay and Paul. They're walking hand in hand down the street of their neighborhood, and behind them, in the distance, you just see this person image of someone slowly following them and it it's pretty blurry but i almost saw it it looked like they had like a blood stain on them really that's what kind of i saw yeah i wasn't sure i mean i I thought yeah you're you're not sure it's very ambiguous ambiguous. i mean you read more into like you know they want to do a sequel and it's like okay well then clearly it is one thing well yeah i guess unless they do like a flashback but 
Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of the ending? What did you guys think of the little, little, little you know, tip at the end? What do you think, Greg? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. All right. I'll give it to you straight. Uh, I think that it died. I think it died. Um, mm. I loved how it was ambiguous, though, because it really couldn't have ended any other way. I mean, that's it's a good cliffhanger whether or not there needs to be a sequel. It's obviously like beyond what we can say about it but um i thought that most of the most of the 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 forms of the monster like i I told was talking to you earlier before the pod rob was that it seemed like most of them were in their like 90s or their their pajamas or underwear Mm -hmm. or naked and this one was wearing street clothes so i thought Mm. the the odds of it being like in you know an it following them maybe low that's true Um, so well uh, no, I have an argument to this. Then how come Hugh, quote unquote Hugh, at the beginning sees a girl in a yellow dress? It could be like a nightgown, like a little mm. nighty, like a yellow nighty. Okay. I mean, you also have the girl in the beginning that pees her pants. She was fully dressed, more or less. Oh, that's had, true. Yeah. Like a jean skirt on her. One tit was out, but you know. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, Laura. Uh, uh what did you think oh so you disagree with greg and laura about the ending oh yeah i mean this whole movie it to me the ending is the only ending there can be yeah and that that is that there's literally no escaping this is forever and it just goes back to that fear and the whole nightmare of this movie so i honestly i get why this is not for a lot of people but i just thought this movie was very consistent in its messaging and yeah, it totally worked on me. All right. Uh, let's get to some Rotten Tomato ratings real fast before we get to our ratings of this movie. Uh, very divisive as far as the numbers go. We have a critic score of 95%. Very high, very high. Uh, an audience score of 66, 66%, which I think we've talked before is is pretty decent for a horror movie, if not a yeah. little bit good. Um, but uh, But man, going through them, through the reviews, People either gave this five stars and fucking loved it, or they gave it like one star and fucking hated wow. it. Very divisive. Very divisive. Very interesting. Um, but I pulled two two reviews, one critic uh, positive and one negative audience review here. Um, so the positive critic one, this was from Will Leach uh, from Deadspin in 2015. He says an artful but still terrifying metaphor for the alien world of adulthood. The sense you have as a teen that the world is out to get you and no one is going to help you. And he gave it a 4.5. That's kind of, yeah, the shouting out the kids. Like you said, Laura, they're by themselves in this movie. There's no adults in this movie, you know, and the pitfalls of that, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, He liked it. He liked the movie. Um, Negative, though, negative audience score. This person, Anonymous, gave a half a star. Half a start to this movie. This was in 2022. This was only last year. Um, this person says, one of the worst horror movies I've ever seen. Very slow, boring, predictable. Basically just an 80s teen flick that tries too hard. The ending was atrocious. If you could even call that an ending. I kind of agree there. Uh, I had a, I, I had very high expectations, but should have listened to the negative reviews. This is not a horror movie. It's a drama. So that's what this person said. And that's it. Honestly, I pulled Only that two one. people died. I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty low I, kill count. I pulled that one because that's a lot of people that gave this one stars that really hated this movie. Really shout out a lot of that stuff. Just boring, slow, predictable. You know, it's not a horror movie. This and that. So that's what people are saying. I mean, I, I 
I agree with the ending part. I don't know if I agree with anything else. Uh, what, what do you think about it, Laura? Yeah, I disagree. It, it's 100% a horror movie. It is a <laughs> horrifying concept, probably yeah. the scariest thing yeah. that could happen to you. Like, would you rather be just slowly followed forever or mm-hmm. have like, you know, a slasher chase after you? I, I, I don't know. Like, kill the yeah. slasher. It's it's over. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. literally no escape. Uh yeah, having a having a, a parent try to screw me to death, that probably is like the worst thing I can think of. I think that's really bad. Oh, <laughs> I think I would take almost anything else. I would take human centipede. <laughs> I would take everything else. That's that's pretty horrible. You know, um, let's do our ratings now. Let's see where we're at in this. You know, um, let's do one to five. Let's do the obvious. How many condoms? How many condoms are you giving this movie? <laughs> condoms aren't going to save you, bro. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They're not going to work. But uh, let's let's do how many. Uh, so, Laura, what do you think? One to five. How many condoms are you giving this movie? I love this movie. I, it's so fucked up, but I think it's brilliant. It's unlike anything I've ever seen, which you guys know is is big for me. Like I give a lot of points for that. So I'm giving it four and a half condoms and that half um, condom because it doesn't even fucking matter. Condoms are pointless at this point. Oh, yeah. are, they, are they condoms that go on hue or? or I was um, going to ask what size are they? What size are these condoms? It's like four he- huge condoms <laughs> and <laughs> the other half for Paul. Oh, no. Or a little, little baby condom for Paul. Oh, no. Little Paul. Oh, wow. You guys uh, make me feel bad for saying that after some of the shit you've said. Okay. I know. That was, actually super, you, Rob. that was actually super PC compared to what I've been talking about. Uh, what about you, Greg? How many condoms and what size are they? <laughs> you know, it's. I think it's rare for me to get very impatient with the movie. And this movie did it. I, I didn't like how it, it just felt so tedious, like down the stretch. And, you know, maybe it was later in the night when I watched it, whatever. But um I was very much a fan, again, of the the craftsmanship and, and attention to detail, which is like something I'm a big fan of. The cinematography was insane. I, You know, one thing that I wish more movies would do is what they did in this movie. You know, the long, wide angle shots, you really get to soak in the environment. And all of those little scenes you mentioned at the beginning, Laura, where you see Jay, um, you know, she's like daydreaming. She's picking off blades of grass, putting it on her knee, or she's in the mm-hmm. pool, the bug floats on her arm and she just like slowly dips it into the water yes. or, you know, just playing with the dandelions outside of the car. You, I just, I felt like I was there in those moments, even sitting on the, the swing her, you know, her toes are kind of dragging in the sand. You just feel it. I really feel wish it. more movies um, just did that. I thought that was great. And the the fact that this movie makes you think is something else I'm a huge fan of. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> like something we didn't talk about was was this um, this concept that I really loved of of water. And the fact that there's almost like a perversion of, you know, water is sort of a, a symbol of purity in a sense, right? But all of the bad things happened near water. In the beginning, that the girl died. She was killed on the beach, um, right? Uh, there's the – Jay was always in her pool in the backyard and that's what led up to the date. Greg had that lake house where they were haunted by the thing. Um, the three guys on the boat, of course, the, the mm. pool at the end of the movie. It's almost like this like perversion of something pure. And like that was very clear to me seeing this. So just all the things that make you think, it definitely makes wow. you think after you watch it. I just I loved the uh, the artistry of this movie. So, um, yeah. So despite all the, the pacing issues that I saw, I'm going to give it 
uh, 4.25 condoms. Nice. So just like, you know, maybe, uh, the, the fifth one wasn't, you know, rolled all the way or whatever. So we'll <laughs> oh see. Oh my God. <laughs> that a boy, Greg. That a boy. There you go, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get a little bit of a little bit of raw dog there. Uh, <laughs> Um, for, for me, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna point out blades of grass and ladybugs and toes <laughs> in the sand that made me feel alive. Um, like, <laughs> like to be honest with you, like that was just like, whatever great cinematography. It didn't do anything for me as far as this movie goes. Like, I love the premise directing visually love it. I mean, music, something, yeah, we forgot to talk about a lot in this movie. I mean, we did talk about a little bit, but music is so dope, so dope in this movie. Oh, we're uh, all buying the soundtrack. Yeah, it's we're so all buying it. To, to me, it's just, yeah, like uh, the tedious stuff, the middle part of this movie, the 40 minutes is just kind of repetitive to me. Um, and then the ending, I just hated the ending. I hated the ending. So for me, I'm probably going to say three and a half, say three and a half. Oh, it's better than I thought. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like okay. I said, just, it, 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 there's such like a good everything is like really well in this movie, but it's just, yeah, the tedious and the end, you know, I couldn't give it a four, but a three and a half. And I definitely have to say, I do want to watch it again with your guys' perspective. And maybe, mm. maybe I would bump it up a little bit more, but see right now, three and a half, uh, three and a half condoms, you know, um, I don't even know. <laughs> I feel like now I'm going blank with the, what I can talk about as far as condoms go, but, uh, what about blanks? Yeah, yes. there are other, yeah, uh, yeah, there's three, yeah, three, three, you know, nice condoms. I don't know what a nice condom <laughs> is, you know, and uh, I got, I got a half one, which uh, is just not like, nice, you know, not nice, a not, not nice, nice one, not nice, you know, it's still in the wallet, it's in your wallet, so it's just waiting, go. waiting to be used, you know, it's like 20 years old, you forgot it was in there, you're still dry humping, uh, but uh. <laughs> Well, that's it. That's it for our ratings there. Uh, good movie. Very good movie. I definitely would recommend people checking it out. Uh, it's really entertaining. Um, so that's it for the week. That's it for the review. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing my pick, 2004's The Village. Mm. M. Night Shyamalan's movie, very divisive as far as Rotten Tomatoes go, as far as people go. Uh, I think it's going to be a good conversation. This is more about because old just came out and fucking people either love it or fucking hate it. Um, it's the only reason I picked it there. Uh, if you want to check out schedule for August, it's on Instagram and Twitter at conjecture and bottom both. Uh, remember, please keep sending conjecture choice picks so we can have a new thing to review next month. Uh, you can contact us, contact us conjecturing pod at Gmail, uh, Twitter, Instagram at conjecturing pod, and also website podpage.com slash conjecturing pod. Um, also, if anybody wants to go check out our merch, they can tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing pod. Uh, maybe we could do like a dry humping shirt or something like that. Hump day, hump day. There we go. Hump day shirt. I like it. Um, <laughs> no, Laura, you don't like that one? Laura's covering her mouth right now. She's not supporting oh that God. one. Um, <laughs> I am so sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, lastly, please remember, subscribe, rate, review, our, uh, review it, you know, give me a five star review for what I've done this episode <laughs> this week. Um, <laughs> also, check out the Slash and Cast podcast network, Slash and Cast dot network. Uh, that's it from the Gold Room tonight. Uh, this has been the Conjecturing. I've been Rob. And Laura. And Greg. Yeah. Until next time, remember, horror subjective. So conjecture away. See ya. Bye. See you guys.
Deep Book.